Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Prince. Here's Gourlami. Hey, welcome back to the podcast, Who Watches the Watchers? Whoa. My name what is the Ian. What the fuck was that? Oh, you get this cool ass fucking thing. My name is Kenny. Hey, guys. Welcome back. Little tea over here. <laughs> Little baby tea. You want to try that again? Yeah, okay. give us, give us some tea. I want some Ready? big tea. Hey, guys. We'll give that a medium tea. But yeah. I'm pretty sure that was exactly the same. That's, that's unsweet tea yeah that was unsweet tea <laughs> texans would hate that <laughs> and i'm pretty sure most of our viewership are texans so. all right fine one more time okay all right here we go hey guys buddy. oh i like that one that was good that that, was, see that one was suave yeah i was like npr yeah. hey, hey, like guys. welcome to the smooth jazz this is, that was, is paul damien Ooh. Ooh. paul to the wall to bang to dang damien uh, no, Ooh. just normal. Oh, okay, okay, coming in. Coming in with the Kid Rock smooth. <laughs> what are we talking about this week? Dude, we are talking about... Yeah, what are we talking about, Paul Damien? You picked it. Uh, Pre-Batman. Pre-Batman! You got it right, baby! Post-Matrix. Post-Matrix, pre-Batman, <laughs> equilibrium. That's the tagline for this movie. <laughs> they should. It should be. They should redo it. Yeah. Uh, it came out 2002, uh, also starring, well, obviously starring Christian Bale, also starring Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Uh, written and Sean Bean. Oh, and Sean Bean, yeah. Shawnee Beans. He's back, back with the Bean Boy. Back once again. from the dead. He's, and you. everybody knows... He's going to spill them. <laughs> At some point in this movie, he's going to spill his beans. If somebody gets... Oh, wrong button. Did y'all know that every home, six minutes... Go home. What's the root hole? I'm sorry. No, you're fine. But every six minutes, a Sean Bean dies in a movie <laughs> somewhere. So we all just need to take a moment of, you know, of silence for all the Sean Beans. Fuck. Dude, I didn't even realize that. Dude, the statistic is crazy. And we got to help these men. Uh, but yeah, written and directed by Kurt Weimer. Yes, of course. The, the iconic Kurt the Weimer. The iconic Kurt Weimer. We can all name at least five movies he's done. I've been in five movies that he's done. He's done the remake of Point Break and Total and Recall. Recall. So he's remade a lot of movies we've already talked about. <laughs> oh, he did Law Abiding Citizen. He did, oh, he wrote like, it. Yeah, he, he wrote these movies, but I think this is like one of his only directorial, right? Yeah, you should click on it. <laughs> you should click on it so it goes away. Oh, he's got something upcoming. Solera, which it sounds like a remake. It's not Solaris, but... I'm sorry, guys. He did a remake of Children of the Corn. Hell yeah. I'm having a hard time two, paying attention. I can't ago? stop thinking about the Sean Beans dying. Yeah. yeah. Every six minutes. Is that what it was? Yeah, every six minutes. We were young. Can we have a, a moment of silence for Sean Bean? Okay, yes. Sad music, please. <laughs> Fuck your life! Thank you. <laughs> that's that's the movie studios talking to Sean Bean. <laughs> so he also did Ultraviolet, which is like a precursor to the fucking underworld movie. Yeah, and I feel like those Wait, movies have these movies kind of have a similar that was vibe. Such a for strange sure. film. You know, it was it was based on a graphic novel, right? It was based off mm-hmm. of a manga or, or or like a rel I think it's a foreign comic. I don't oh, know if okay. it's if I think it might be Asian. You, you just call it a comic, dude. You're right. It's a comic. Um, <laughs> but it was also an MTV cartoon for yeah, a hot minute. Mm-hmm. That's right. And then they made a movie out of it starring Yokovich. Yeah. Pre Resident Evil. Pre Resident Evil. That's right. Also starring William Feichner, or Fickner, yeah, who's right. in this movie. Wow. He plays Garth from uh, Bill and Ted. Yeah, <laughs> Garth from Billeted, you know, party on Garth. From you think this is what helped her get Resident Evil. Yeah, for sure. Right, I think so because it was this. I remember then... when it came out; it seemed like a big deal. I'm pretty wait, sure her husband helped her get Resident Evil. Wait, so yeah. Resident, oh, right. Evil, Resident, <laughs> Resident Evil was before this, wasn't oh, it? 2002. Was oh, I think you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, she so was... I think Resident Evil helped her get this. Fair enough. They were like, like she's cool action. Lady. Yeah, so she is like a female, uh, let's say... Keanu Reeves. 
Keanu Reeves is a perfect analog. Yes. It's, it's, a, she's just like, they were like, we need a gun fu mm-hmm. actor. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like female lead. And they're like, Jovovic's killing it in the Resident Evils right now. Because yeah. <laughs> Kate Beckinsale is the Underworld movies, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I love her. <laughs> she can just Kate Beckinsale away. I'm, I'm Jovovic all the way. She can Kate Beckinsale <laughs> right into my arms. <laughs> Which is funny because Kurt Weimer wrote the remake of. Uh, Total Recall, which has Kate Beckinsale in it. Yep, yeah. love her. Just, just all comes we, together, bro. The meta is up. Love her. <laughs> oh, look, he also wrote Salt, which is a totally. Yep, in, I love Salt. In the same kind mm-hmm. of vein as all these movies. I put, I put, I put these, Salt in everything. This track, funny enough, Law Abiding Citizen feels almost out of place yes. in a way. Yeah, for <laughs> yeah. sure. Oh, he did Sphere. He wrote the screenplays for Sphere. That's cool. Interesting. Yeah. Um, but the movies he's directed is One Man's Justice. We know that movie. We love it. We love stand it. that movie here on the cast. We do it once a year. We I've talk about never it, seen it every episode. We bring it up. <laughs> we have to bring it up at least once. None of us have seen it. We've all experienced it, right. though. It's a, it's yes. a lifestyle. What are you talking about? You one know, man's justice. One man's justice. Which uh, which man? My Hero Academia. Yours? One man's justice. <laughs> oh. One Tough Bastard, the original title. <laughs> the original title. <laughs> Oh, it's by uh, Stephen Selling. It was directed by two Kurtz. <laughs> oh, you know what? That does look like one touch, one touch, one, one, tough ba- one touch bastard. Is that Mel Gibson? No, it's oh, Brian even better. Bosworth. It's Brian Bosworth. Iconic oh, the John guy. <laughs> Is he a wrestler? I have no. No, he's a linebacker. <laughs> <laughs> even better for the Seattle Seahawks. Okay, cool. So yeah, we stand this movie. We talk. We have to bring it up at least. Once we knew he was a linebacker. We were just testing y'all's knowledge. <laughs> yeah, you know, guys knew that. We oh. know all the trivia of One Man's Justice, also known as One Tough Bastard. <laughs> I but, just found that out by its true fan group, us. Yeah. Give me two hundred dollars. That's how much. That's how much oh. the budget was for <laughs> One Tough Bastard. Dead All right, click on that wham. one. Um, and then he did Equilibrium. What? How many movies did he write in between that? Because, yeah, he wrote a couple of movies before getting One Tough Bastard. He didn't even write One Tough Bastard. He only wrote one more movie or two more movies, Sphere and The Thomas Crown Affair, before writing and directing Equilibrium. Before they were like, we need you to make The Matrix for us. Yes. Please. <laughs> Which Please. is not even truly what yeah. this movie is. <laughs> This movie it, I is, mean, it's it is about a dystopian society, right, yeah. which is te- kind of what yeah. the Matrix is about, but more you know? like 1984 or something, yeah. where it's like Big Brother it's, government, it's the giver. Exactly. V for Vendetta kind mm. of thing, or the Giver. Yeah, it's I mean, the like, Giver, but put plug Neo into it. Fahrenheit mm. 486 or whatever, I mean, <laughs> 451. <yeah. laughs> Fahrenheit, a bunch of numbers. Exactly. Yeah. I'm still astonished that he came out with a Children of the Corn remake three years I think ago. I've and seen I didn't it. know. It has a three point six. I remember seeing the trailer for you it. You know what? I haven't. And seen now it. I think they're remaking but it again as a series on something. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, because they have like even younger children playing the characters now. They have genuinely like, like ten year olds. Yeah, can you imagine? <laughs> imagine like four year olds walking around like with scythes and shit. Well, I mean, I honestly, I I wouldn't blame them because it's it's difficult, man. Like, look what happened to um, the Shazam things. kids. Oh, true. Yeah, dude. They're fucking 21, they're, 22 yeah. years old. Yeah. And they're One supposed of to be 14. Now. Yeah. Yeah, they're supposed to be 14. Yeah. And it's like, it was really hard to watching that. And I was like, fuck. Dude, DC's good at casting. I was like, I know that dude's like probably smoking weed, doing coke. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. And and partying. <laughs> like, I, he's not 14. No. He's, he's, he's old enough to drink. Yeah. <laughs> um. Now I now I'm obsessed with the idea of them shooting a movie of Children of the Corn with like three and four year old children uh-huh. as the villains, but they just let them do whatever the fuck you know they can yeah. manage as small kids and then just cr- paste it all together to be like a horrific movie. <laughs> Dude, he fucking he wrote the new Expendables that's coming. That's out. That's exciting. Good for him. You know, good for oh Kurt with Weimer. a four. It has a four in it. Yep. He Dude, needed, he needed two other guys' help, but <laughs> that's gonna be. That's going to be good because it's got a number in the name. Dude, expend four bulls. <laughs> How many bulls? Four bulls. No, it's four supposed bulls. to look like an A, guys, but it broke a leg. It's it. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 it's Oh, somebody's going to break their leg in the movie. Yeah, it, it broke its leg, but it also is horny. Yeah, it's Honestly, a little horny. <laughs> if, if, 
if there's not one person that breaks their leg in this movie and one person that's horny, uh-huh. I'm gonna be let down. I'm, yes. I'm can guarantee both those things will happen. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. Have y'all seen any of the Expendable movies? No, uh, I would love to. Do I them have to watch like the first one. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. I either. would love to do them. But you know what uh, movie I have started that, or seen that starts with an E? Is Equilibrium, dude? Bring from, it all from back. From Kurt Weimer, yeah, yeah. <laughs> two thousand and one. He's the director of One Tough Bastard. God, I, I can't. I've dude. seen that movie. Yes, Equilibrium, starring, starring C C Siegel's <laughs> linebacker, uh, Brian Bosworth, Brian, <laughs> Brian Boggy. Um, but uh, this is movies about One Tough Bastard. He's yes. like he just keeps making movies about One Tough Bastard, yes. and the One Tough Bastard in this movie is Batman. This is you know, this is basically a cyber western. Yeah. I love this movie because it's an action movie. That's also kind of like a cyber western. Yeah. It's an a action cy- film. A western. Uh-huh. With, it's an action film all about your feelings. Yeah, dude. 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 So it's dude. like, hey, boys, we want y'all to talk about your feelings, but- It's okay to We cry. know y'all don't want to. Yes. So we're going to put some guns in it. Yeah. So Pay attention. The, and we know you took your dose today. You know, <laughs> Looking at Christian Bale, this is in between his, like two of his most iconic roles, Batman mm-hmm. and American, American Psycho. Psycho. And in both of those movies, he's nigh unfeeling. In one of the movies, he's absolutely unfeeling. Mm-hmm. But in Batman, he's nearly completely just a, just a white, you know, blank yeah. page. Because that's the mask, bro. But this movie starts... And I, I've seen this movie before, and I'm just like, oh, yeah, no, duh, it's Christian Bale. He can play a feelingless person This so is a range well. film. Yeah. And know? then he gets to do the opposite. He gets to cry a lot in this movie. That's mm-hmm. the point. He gets yeah. to break down completely to the point where he completely forgets where he's at and that yeah. he's supposed to be hiding it, you know? Yes. Um, we've all seen this movie before, right? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Paul Damien, when was the first time you saw this movie? Uh, probably when I was like 13. 13? Was yeah. this like a sci-fi channel? Like uh, catch it in the middle of the day? This was like, this was one or of the movies like, my uncle showed me. Yeah, this is like an uncle movie. Yeah. Has it <laughs> this is totally an uncle movie. Yeah. This is one of those movies an uncle shows their nephew because they're like, this is what we don't want to happen, you know? <laughs> <laughs> we don't want a military He's all, state. <laughs> they're all fucked up. Just, hey, man. The government's out to get you, bro. <laughs> you you gotta fucking watch out. Like, watch this movie. It'll, it'll show you, man. Yeah. There's some messages in here. I mean, better this than V for Vendetta, which I think has an even like darker oh, kind I of undertone of this dude. kind of movie. Which is, I showed I, that know, movie to Amber. Destroy the and military she state. Loved it. I have never seen V for fin- Vendetta. Bro. Have you really? Yeah. It's a long movie. It's like three hours. No way, really. Hmm. That's it's two hours and twelve minutes. Yeah, I was like, yeah. it's it's decent. I mean, I mean it, dude, I felt like it was longer in two thousand five. Yeah. But that it's feels really like three good because it's got like you know You're significant right. sections that it's broken into. Who does right. who does the voice of V? Who plays V? Uh, Vendetta, it, dude. Isn't it someone iconic? Is it not Gary Oldman? Oh no, it's Hugo Weaving. No, the point is that it could be anybody. Dude, I actually had no idea Hugo Weaving played V. Somehow I've seen that movie no. a bunch of times and did not realize that it's anybody. Fucking Mister Anderson. Yep, sure. another connection to the, the fucking Matrix, dude. The Matrix. That's fucking mind blowing. It all comes together, dude. It all comes dude, together. He's coming. Does he have facial hair in the film? In yeah, he has, a, he has a little goatee. The mask does, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, well, but do you did ever they ever see show his face? I don't remember. No. Okay. That's what I was. Yeah. No, no, no. His hair sucks. <clears throat> no, no, no. Dude, his hair rocks. He's got the ultraviolet haircut. Oh my god. <laughs> all back. It all, full it all goes full circle. <laughs> Dude, we're connecting these films like never believed. So is this the but, Weimer verse? Is that what we're realizing? It's but just... <laughs> actually, Natalie Portman has a dope ass haircut. That, Which is uh, no hair. I. Yeah. You know when she. Oh no, she's got hair, a stubble. When she's when she buzzed her head, I was surprised at how perfectly round and symmetrical her head is. <laughs> like made for a haircut like this. Yeah. You think Jada Pinkett Smith saw V from Vendetta and was like, I can do that. <laughs> she's like, I'm gonna get a disease so I can do this. I can't do that. I got a little dip in my head. We need to go into hiding. Will is out there. <laughs> He's coming for us. <laughs> ah. Okay, let's talk about equilibrium. <laughs> no, all right. Uh Christian Bell rules in this movie. Um, this is a movie where basically art and any kind of alternative design to anything, to buildings, to tables, to anything, 
the idea is that it can evoke emotion and emotion leads to anger and anger leads to war and conflict because we have different opinions about things yeah yeah mm. see this is a universe where everyone loves the mcu exactly <laughs> <laughs> they only have we, one channel we, and, and exactly. star wars we can't argue about them at all <laughs> The only thing anybody ever watches is just some dude speaking on a screen. Yep. <laughs> it's, it's pretty so good. It's a pretty good movie. Strange. It's pretty good. <laughs> it's his like, name is Father. It's like the yeah. ass for mediocrity. You know? Yes, it is the ass for mediocrity. That's correct. And then the digital facade goes away and it's a it's actually a penis. It's another yeah. ass. <laughs> Um, but so yeah, that's so, not the ass I grew. I know I grew to love. Yeah, <laughs> I, can't, I can't speak right. But now. Yeah, how perfect that the Overlord, you know, creation or person being father, you yes. know, like and, like Big Brother, like you were saying. Right, exactly. Um, this is also a world where there's super cops who know katas involving guns, mm-hmm. and what are they called? They're clerics, but what Gramaton. is it? Gramaton. Tetragrammaton clerics. Yeah. Yeah. Gramaton clerics. Whatever the fuck that Te- means. Tetragrammaton. Tetragubadamajamatons. Okay. What is Gramaton? No idea. It's two M's. I remember that too. There's a Gramaton. Gramaton. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be T-O-N, like yeah. I think Gramaton it's cleric. Gramaton. Okay, so it's a it's a Christian like term. Reference. It's like it's like a bishop or something like that. Grammaton. So what's a tetragrammaton? Oh, it's literally tetragrammaton. Yeah. Oh, grandma meaning letter. Huh. And so, so it's it's essentially a rank. Isn't this the Y H V H? Isn't that in, engraved in uh in Jesus's uh, cross? cross? I think so. What was it? Y M Y H V H Y H V H. All right, we're about to learn. Oh, this is welcome to Veggie Tales. We're learning about <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> What's up, dude? I think it's. I think it's. We gotta play the song. We now. gotta go back, back, back. back. <laughs> I need to sing it, dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Okay, so we we got on a there little bit of a tiny tangent there, but yeah. So it's a cleric is obviously a member of the. The super cops, well. mm-hmm. and so the super cops. I yeah. guess the religion, religion the religion here is that there is no feeling. Yeah, you cannot feel any type of way, even though their language still use terms like "I'm sorry" mm-hmm. and like some people use like certain like affectations or you know just words that imply feelings, yeah. but they're not allowed to. They mm. all take uh, medicine. Yeah. It starts with, now I just forgot it. I had it, it's like pre promosome or something. Yeah, it's Prozac. <laughs> Prozac, there you go. Basically, exactly. I mean, really. <laughs> it's fucking Prozac. Um, but they take, you know, multiple doses of this chemical in their neck mm. every day to basically. I think it's like two or three. Yeah. And the capsules are in the shape of a bullet and it goes into a gun and you shoot it into your neck. Yeah. I love the idea that they could create one chemical that works just across the board on all people. You know mm. what I mean? Like the no, well, nobody would have any complications or. There is. Um... What's his What's his name? The the guy after Sean Bean, Tay Diggs. Yeah, Tay Diggs. When Tay Diggs shows up, Brant. Yeah, Brant. There you go. When Brant's there, he does say at one point, um, "Maybe I can go to Equilibrium later and get my dosage dosage adjusted." Adjusted. Right. So maybe, maybe getting it stronger. Like it's more probably potent. like when they're born, they do like. Test on but it would be his ass. He'd be like, "I right. want my shit more potent." I'm, feel- I'm yeah, exactly. I'm, getting, I'm feeling. I'm feeling on the edge of feeling. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, I don't want to bust a tear up in Ty- this bitch. <laughs> Tay Diggs does not have a single scene in this movie. He doesn't show emotion. That's, uh, that's, right. that's another thing about this movie is that Tay Diggs is charming, which has to have like feeling and like he's vain. He yeah he gloats. You know what I mean? Like he's angry constantly. And I wonder what that is, because obviously that was allowed in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throughout the movie, you see everyone unfeeling. You see how crazy Christian Bale's children mm-hmm. seem. Yeah. Um, yeah, the best performance is by someone we're supposed to later on learn has, has been, been feeling the whole time. Has and- been playing. <laughs> has been. You never hear the daughter speak or move, or it, but she exists in the background everywhere. And you know that she's not taking her doses yeah. right away. We just see her like breaking some cereal or something. That's like <laughs> yeah, her big iconic like moment around. in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like half smiles. And I think what it was is probably like this. It's kind of difficult to get her to do. Yeah, to just be. Like, <laughs> Yeah, she just watches Father all day on the TV screen. But yeah, it's the biggest thing that I had a hard time with with this movie is I feel like 
even Christian Bale, like everybody at least shows some kind of emotion at some point. Mm -hmm. There's not enough of that lifelessness, you know, and you see it in like Blade Runner, too, where they're meant to be like these lifeless kind of or you know like emotionless androids to yeah. an extent you know ryan gosling in the newer iteration uh before it changes you've seen it a bunch of times dude you love it. it's a great movie well um, we're not going to talk about that anymore spoilers. because who knows if that's even true by the end of the movie true but anyway um, go on but my point spoilers. being the, the actor even having to play my point being the actor even having to play this character that is emotionless right. you know or just you know is working based on etiquette and i just feel like this movie it, everybody shows it you know what i mean especially even christian bale at times shows like when he's getting yelled at by the vp you know he shows like annoyance guilt or, or annoyance yeah. you know right. it's like you would just you wouldn't do anything you, you the true performance should be no emotion to anything at all even like looking down when you're getting yelled at or something is technically showing yeah, a feeling you it know? is yeah but that's that's also the thing about this movie is that it's also meta in a way that this movie is supposed to invoke feeling out of you you know what I mean? And True. even though these buildings and this architecture isn't is supposed to be barren and, and Spartan, it is also still a design. Mm-hmm. It is still art as it is. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so the movie starts out with them doing a raid and they find these these rebels and they've smuggled art. And one of the pieces is the Mona Lisa that they've smuggled. <laughs> yeah, and it's like obviously something like that's specifically what they were looking for. Yes, and um, and to the point where they have to like authenticate it. Oh, and that's what makes me laugh. Like they'd have burned it either way. Why did they need to know yeah. that it was the <laughs> Mona Lisa? You know, before burning it, they would have destroyed it. I think it's to, to finalize the search for that item. They don't yeah. explicitly say, but but did you guys know the whole reason the Mona Lisa is famous is because it was stolen? In like the 30s or whatever, the Mona Lisa was stolen. And before that, it was just another one of Da Vinci's many pieces. And then it got stolen by a security guard or like a guard at the museum that it was at. And people didn't notice for like weeks. It was just empty. Just people gone. thought people thought it was like wow. ma- they were maintaining it, like cleaning it or whatever the fuck. And it was just off display for a long time until real... Finally, he had to like send a note saying, I stole it and I need money. So can I have money for it back? And they're like, no, you're good. Go to prison. And so he's like, I can't sell it. The thief. He was like, I can't sell it. I can't. Everyone knows that, you know, if it's the Mona Lisa now. (laughs) And so he just had to return it. And he did like seven years in prison. Wow. But that's the whole reason the Mona Lisa is famous. And so of a, at it, the beginning of this movie, it's like, oh, yeah, it's being smuggled and stolen. And I was just like, oh, that's okay. funny. That's all it's fucking good for. Yeah. Um, and then it's Dominic Purcell, who is the guy that's smuggling it. Right. That's at right. The time. Yeah. And it, it's so strange because like it's I don't I don't see him too often in movies. He's not the most notable he from person for me, but he has a very like. He's got that face that you would always recognize. You know what I mean? Yes, you're right. I thought he was from that show Prison Break. I'm not sure. He looks like video game character. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're it's 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 2006. He looks right at him. Or fucking Gears of War. Gears he looks of like War. he has the same head as Batista. They just mess with his face a little <laughs> yeah. bit. He's default. Yeah. Create your character. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Batista. <laughs> yeah. He's he's Master Chief, not Master Chief. He's a uh, dude. He would look. He would be a good Master that's Chief. Ba- like, that's Bash like, Dukem right there. <laughs> like if Master Chief took off his helmet and it was Dominic Purcell, I'd be like, I I can live with that. Yeah, I can live with that. He's um he's Shepard from Mass Effect. Yeah. <laughs> yes, dude. Like just aged a little bit. Yeah, you know? it's just incredible. He's. <laughs> You just just booted up WWE (laughs) 2013 and you're going to create your wrestler. This is him. This is the default. You picked Batista as the default for you to build your character on. But all they do is just make him have like a more (laughs) like white nose and blue eyes. And then they're like ready to go. Once again, this guy's name is Dominic Purcell. If you want to look him up and see who the fuck we're talking uh, about. Also... (laughs) It's like he's. It's like the default face for like all the characters. All the characters, yes. you know, they're supposed to look different, but they all just look like him. Yes, yeah. That guy's got some fucking smolder. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Dude, he has the perfect head. He is the Mona Lisa. <laughs> he's he's like he's the <laughs> male know. Natalie Portman. Yeah, I was about to say. You know, I thought Natalie Portman's head was perfect, 
That dude's head is pretty. Isn't that the he, other he, thing? I about, bet he gives good head you, too. Have you guys heard of? <laughs> isn't that the other thing about the Mona Lisa? She's perfectly symmetrical or something. Something like that. Is that is the male Mona Lisa right <laughs> She's there. She's not perfectly symmetrical. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, he. You know what yassified is? Do you know what yassified is? <laughs> I, I think so. It's when you turn them into yas. It's when you take a picture <laughs> and you yassify yeah. it. <laughs> So here's Tony Collette in Hereditary, and then here's Yassified oh Tony Collette. <laughs> they have Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> they do have Mark Zuckerberg. Here he is, Yassified. You know what? Okay, Dominic Purcell, <laughs> he looks like Yassified Thumb Thumb from Spy Kids. <laughs> That's it. That's the winner. Wow. Oh, but yeah, he shows up for like two seconds in fucking Equilibrium. I need that sound, too. Okay, I'll get you that sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's um you're right when i saw him in the movie i was like oh okay this is one of the characters no he gets obliterated by gun gun fu immediately and so the fucking gun fu in this movie especially in that fucking opening scene and just how it just yeah like that it looks incredible. so ridiculous <laughs> it looks ridiculous but it looks incredible it's great and the, it Okay. The shots of the men falling back from the... It's the, so video game. It is, yeah. It's just, it. you know, like when we watch things like The Matrix and they're jumping around dodging bullets, you can suspend belief because it's like, okay, they're in a fucking video digital game. World. It's a digital world. Yeah. But the idea that he's just statistically dodging these bullets in certain ways while like 20 guys surround him and not a single one of them can pull off a shot without hitting him it's just so hard to believe it's you know? interesting that they even stopped shooting in the first place yeah and they just well, all chose to be quiet you know just cause you can't do it doesn't mean it's impossible yeah uh, you're, you're not Christian Bale almost Batman that's true <laughs> he was almost Batman right here yeah he was He's. this is his training if anything going into Batman begins he loses some skill <laughs> exactly <laughs> that's it's worse saying. when he becomes Batman uh, let's take a very quick break, and when we come back, we'll finish talking about Gun Fu. Scorpion King 2. Liar! Whoop dee dee whoop. Whoop dee scoop dee poop. Poop dee scoop dee. Suck at a ding dong. Scorpion King 2. Thank you. For, you thank you for coming back. The words that are coming out of my mouth? Nope. Push the goddamn button! Okay, hold on, hold on. Let me press one. That are alive, you are coming with me. <laughs> yeah, baby. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. So have you guys um, have you guys ever felt an emotion? Oh yeah, man, I'm feeling one right now. Like, like which ones have you felt? Uh, horny. That's it. Yeah, I think that's the only one I've ever felt. That's Se- why I hang out um, with you guys. So sexy. Much. I feel. The I take sexy. my I take my Prozac every day, so I'm, I feel the um, sexy I'm pretty emotion. numb. Um, sleazy. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm fart, good. Forty. Is that an emotion? Uh no, that's that's like a physical more feeling. more like Bob's Burger farty, you know. That's more like a physical. Yeah, that's more that's more my farty. Um, um, have you guys ever felt happy? Never. <laughs> what is happiness? That's a conundrum I've yet to, uh, <laughs> have to <deal> conquer. With. <laughs> is it is it something uh, created by the man to keep us down? It's it was created by George W. Bush. I think is it, was, he the man? it was created by George W. Bush. He did 9-11. I think it was taken by the man to keep us down. <laughs> that's that's fair. Like they're keeping it in a cell right next to uh, all the evidence they did 9-11. And then right next to that one is all my hopes and dreams. Um, <laughs> they keep it next I to their big you... vault of money. <laughs> money and happy. Uh, Shawnee Beans. Shawnee Beans. He's so really, I mean, he's not a lot in the movie a lot, but he's like a pivotal role Mixture. and character throughout mm-hmm. the story that we then go forward with you know and he, i yeah the clerics it. work as like two cops on a beat beat job they're mm. partners they're basically detectives yeah basically and shawnee beans is not taking his brozac and he say brozac yeah, yeah brozac. his brozac okay. And it's hurting his bro. Yeah. His bro can see it. He can hear it in his voice. His his bro, Zach. Yeah. Raph. I'd honestly, like, you think they dose each other yeah. just to, like, make sure yes. you're doing it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a little gay. Dude. Not, <laughs> not when it's bro, Zach, bro. No, dude, it's a bro dose. Yeah, it's a you bro gotta... dose. <laughs> my, my father-in-law, uh-huh. um, I don't know, he's really uh, conservative. Uh-huh. And he keeps... <laughs> 
making jokes about Bud Light. <laughs> and, like he won't stop. And like like I just think it's funny that he has such a hard opinion on it. Oh he, I thought he had okay. I'm like, it's a beer, dude. But <laughs> did he burn his Garth Brooks records? Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't well It'd actually I don't know if he has such, uh, like a really hard opinion on it, but it seems like he does. Cause um, like anytime anybody like complains or anything, he's like, "Hey, why don't I just get you a Bud Light?" Like, <laughs> you got to get him like a case of Bud Light for his birthday. Oh, I should get it for him today. I yeah. should go get. Oh, him. Father's Day for I Father's sh- Day. <laughs> I should get him um, a Bud Light and a Ford F one fifty. Hell yeah! And a pair of jeans, blue jeans. Yeah, Jenko. Oh, fuck yeah! I like that. I like. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> I'm sure Levi's is doing like a Pride Month jean that has like a little flag on, you know, a little rainbow flag on her. So what did you just call me? Jeans. Proud. Proud Damien. Proud is that Damien. a little what? Proud to be a Damien. You you're, know? you're a little proud Damien. And I'm proud to be all Damien. That's what the P <laughs> stands for. Proud That's how Damien. that song goes, right? I really like that. Yeah. See, <clears throat> sorry. <laughs> we wouldn't have any of this in equilibrium. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, equilibrium. Actually, everyone agrees on Bud Light. Well, yeah. actually, it's a uh, Libya. Equilibrium. Equal equilibria. I forgot. No, it's called Libria. Sorry. Equilibria. No, like Libria is like the city or whatever. Oh, yeah. is it really? Yeah, it's yeah. Libria. Oh, I didn't even know. Yeah, <laughs> they took the center of the word. Yeah. That's and, cool. And so that's just it. They talk about how, you know, everything Father's saying. He's like, we've done it. Humans have conquered feeling, but we really only ever see one city. That has, you know, obviously mm, done true. this. And then we were immediately entered, in, introduced to the nethers, which is just full of people feeling and stuff. So it's like, really, what percentage of humanity has actually yeah. become part of this, like, That's unfeeling society? And how much is... Because then when we do go and learn more about the rebels and stuff, they're like, we have a network you can't even imagine, you know? So mm-hmm. it seems like they're really, like, only a small section of the world has well, actually, like, become this, yeah. you know? I think they, they kind of imply that... Um, like the the world has fallen under nuclear winter, essentially. Oh, okay. So they might also just assume that most of everybody else is dead. You that's, know what I mean? That's a good call. They might not have real connection to them. They just, like, there probably is just yeah. this small city, and they think they're the only ones left, you know? um, That would be cool if they talked about that more. Mm-hmm. Like, what if this was, like, the hub of the inter continental or international world this is all that's left and like allowed christian bale to have his australian accent yeah. or is he from australia uh, or is he from england irish i think mm. he's definitely from the uk area mm-hmm. he's, he's not from, australian no he's definitely one of the uk i think we've had this conversation i think we have <laughs> he was yeah wales uk yeah okay english. so he's english um well, same shit but yeah i mean just it, kidding it i watch movies and Oh no, we had this conversation about Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Oh yeah, we did. And he's Hawaiian. Close enough, right? <laughs> he's from Libya. <laughs> um, he's from Libya. Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, I just I every time I watch a movie, I'm like, this is a sci-fi movie. He can have his accent, and it always, mm. you know, I'm I'm like, who is at a studio saying no? Did it sh- needs to feel American. Well, accents have emotions. The fucking um, the know. guy who's playing as father had had an accent. Yeah, both of the fathers yeah. had sure. accents, and he also had art all over his fucking main room. Dude, he was wearing blue. Yeah, he's like the he's biggest. He's the hypocrite. only person that wore color. Wore well, color. There are people who wear blue, but it's more like of a muted blue. Right, but yeah. he's wearing like a like a and like has a deep sea decorative blue. stuff in his office and stuff. Absolutely. And so I mean, yeah, I wonder what the whole. I wonder if there's more of this movie that's not here to mm-hmm. explain some of this shit. Exactly. And then the the woman that was supposedly dating Sean Bean, Mary O'Brien. Um, yeah, Mary O'Brien. Sorry, thank you, Conan's um, sister. Yeah, she's exactly. wearing mo- an array an array of colors. Yeah. Throughout the film, you know, they gave her blue where, eyes. <laughs> there's a, the there's a point where she's wearing like um, a pink dress, and yeah. then she's wearing like this really nice dark red dress. Like, yeah. why would they dress them up like that? That's true. Like They're for being prisoners. in prison, yeah. she looks good in her little smocks. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Well, that's the other thing. So many of these jumpsuits, they're all this like almost military uptight. They mm-hmm. have that Mandarin collar kind of thing, but a lot of them are structured different. And that was kind of confusing, too, because it's like that implies individuality if you're mm-hmm. not all wearing the 
same fucking thing. But speaking of costumes, I fucking love how like the military police, like the generic police look in this movie. Whoever was costume designed was like big boots, trench coat, motorcycle helmet. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and it's fuck and even when we finally get to see the one guy he interacts with who has the yeah. thing pushed up and his face is being like squished. Yeah. It's like imagine a whole face in the in the window mm. of like Boba Fett's like teeth thing and his whole face is i mean and that's how it is when you wear a helmet like yeah. that but yeah. it's so funny that they didn't consider it at all and be like maybe we should get someone that rid of that cushion so he doesn't look goofy yeah. you're like fuck it just let him be that way Dude, i think they look awesome and hilarious but yeah. it's just such an easy like way to make them all look super generic and have mm. just easy to kill like nobody soldiers you know? exactly like this is just this is just the man that we're taking down yeah. like, <laughs> this movie is style Style, message, and action. Mm. And it accomplishes those. If the, if we're looking at the checklist, it accomplishes all of that. Pretty decently. Pretty, yeah, pretty decently. Do y'all have any, like, favorite moments in this film? I'm still enamored by the the gunfu opening scene where... Where he just, runs through the door? Yeah, yeah. And, and then it goes dark, and then it's just m- multiple poses and you get the direction of the straight on shot of goons falling back Mm -hmm. that was just so i was like like dialed in and i wish it kind of kept that energy a little bit more let me see if i I mean a lot of the other action scenes especially the ending it it still has that kind of feeling but yeah that opening i'm like damn it's stylized as fuck it looks like a comic book it looks like a frank miller comic book and it it looks bad it looked like sin city you know, because it's very black and white, very stark and straight to the point of just like, no, I'm shooting a motherfucker. You know what I mean? It blew me away that really not a single person is formidable to our characters, yes. like to Prescott the entire time until he fights the VP at the very end, who I wouldn't have thought would be like, you know, you would think. Yeah, tactical. You would or, think Trey Diggs would have been the big final fight and then it would have been more just like, oh, well, your last soldier's gone. Now I can just kill you. But instead, like the most conflict we see him have to deal with is literally against this vp while they just do this like heavily clipped action shot and honestly it's my least favorite action part in the movie just because you can tell those two actors obviously couldn't really do or at least this crazy action that they really wanted in this final i want to believe it was the outfits they were wearing yeah because those outfits like you look at the shoulders and how like they have shoulder pads it, it is and so a lot of the movements that they need to do is just with their arms. Yeah. And so they can't twist around the way they probably it's, normally would be able to. It's kind of like Michael Keaton's Batman. But yeah, Tate <laughs> yeah, exactly is painted as such an opponent throughout the whole film. And then he's such an easy kill that it almost feels weird that then it's like, now we have another final boss. You know, like it is. Yeah. If it was just painted as like, no, he was never truly a threat. Then I think I would even be like, oh, yeah, nothing could have ever really touched this guy. You know, he's yeah. truly this ultimate formidable being so that they created. Can I show you what no. actually uh, made me want to watch this movie and even ask my uncle about it when I was younger? Because I did ask my uncle about it because I saw something about it on YouTube. Oh, OK. So you have a YouTube video? Yeah. Is that um, what you're saying? I guess I could put it up on the iPad, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, while you're doing that, I'm going to keep talking. Uh, okay, well, don't gonna, do it. <laughs> I was going to say that when I was younger, uh-huh. I would look up like, did y'all ever watch like those music videos where they would put random action scenes, mm-hmm. like fan made music videos? Yeah, exactly. And I would, I was obsessed with them when I was younger. I bet because of Dragon Ball Z, because they had a fuck ton of Dragon Ball Z. That and because of Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that makes so much there sense. There was a lot yeah. of Kingdom Hearts stuff. And so I would always look at stuff like that. And then this came up, which is um, Naruto. Science by System of a Down. But Oh, shit. Make it, sure you turn it down just a little bit. Yes, definitely. I just want, to, want y'all to be able to see it okay. more than anything. You know, I don't have to. Burden. Where's the volume on? Did you get at this? Oh yeah, that's good. I'm real good, dude. I can't believe this still. It's still on. This is from 13 years ago. This upload. So 2010. That's not 2009. Is what it says. 2010. You can turn it up just a little bit more. So this is a fan-made music video. Two system of a down, but it's equilibrium. Holy shit! (laughs) And so when I saw this in like eighth grade, yeah, ninth grade, I was like, "Oh, dude, I need to watch this movie." (laughs) 
And I remember the last time I shot a man and he just blew dust <laughs> everywhere. You know, this movie's Was rated. he a cokehead? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you shot him in the head, all the coke fell out. All the right in the coke bag. Because he's a cokehead. This movie's rated so, R, and I'm kind of surprised at how minimal the violence Am is. Am I allowed well, to gores. play this whole thing because it's the actual song? Yeah, uh, as long as we're talking over it like this. Okay, right? it, yeah. That's the important part. That's fair. It's commentary. And we're commenting on the video that the song is attached to. We don't care about the song itself. Who cares? Who listens to System of a Down, bro? So, I really like the like whole guns. Yes. Like, Ejector that they have on their hands. It's, it's like stuff. Ezio. I, nobody checked him. We, they're like, we're gonna make, we gotta do all this stuff to yeah. check to make sure before you meet father. And then he has two guns on. Like nobody I, checked his arms well, <laughs> because I think, they trusted him. Yeah. I also, I think, um, I think he had extra guns on him. Yeah. I think he gave them his other guns. You know. And father seemed to be cocky. Yeah. About just mm-hmm. allowing him to like. Do this whole That's true. Facade. The big plot twist is meant to be that he never had the upper hand, and that it was always just a pawn in this, you know, bigger game that we were meant to not know what was going on. I there's, guess there's a triple flip, a triple double, double flip, triple flip. Yeah. yeah, where you think Christian Bale has the upper hand over Tay Diggs, and then Tay Diggs has the upper hand over Christian Bale, and then it just like keeps flopping back and forth like that. And that's my, I'm not gonna lie, that's my biggest problem with the story of this movie. Gosh. And maybe y'all can make it explain it, but I can't seem to, which is that. He gets in the conflict and he saves the dog and gets in the conflict in the nether where he has to kill the whole group of guys that catch him with the mm. dog. And then he goes and gets in the thing with Tay Diggs where where he chooses to save all the guys instead of kill them. Um, and then has to fight off a whole group of dudes to save those guys. But then immediately gets ca- they all get captured by Tay Diggs. And that's when the gun swap happens. But the gun swap happens after he's already killed both groups of sweepers. Yeah. And but then later on, it's meant to be like, oh, he ha- he gave he they switched guns in that moment, and that's how Tay Diggs' gun was used to kill all the sweepers. I'm like, but it happened after the fact. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. So there there would have had to have been a scene where we see Christian Bale obviously take Dig- Tay Diggs' gun, gun before prior, all that. and then that's when they swap them back. But they make it but seem then, like the swap happens in that moment, and I'm right. like. That doesn't make any fucking sense. It, the timeline doesn't line up. I bet you there was an issue in editing. I bet you the script laid it all out perfectly. But then in editing, they're like, no, this would be more effective here rather yeah. than there. But I watched a couple of videos because it kind of drove me nuts. And no one points no. out no one points <laughs> out this oops. So I'm like, either it explains it and I'm crazy or I don't know, because literally nothing happens between the guns switch and when he gets captured and has to confess that it's not his gun or you know he's yeah. like oh Tay Diggs gun did that Brand's gun did that yeah. I think what people assume is that um is that when Tay Diggs turned in his gun for in at any point mm-hmm. for this um he they were like oh this is the gun that killed them and Tay Diggs is the one that gave it to us that's what people are assuming yeah. but it's it is weird because Underneath, it says their fucking name <laughs> with their like code name. So you could, you would also you could imagine, easily be like, "Look, he has my gun. I yeah. have his gun." But we- then, isn't that where the the magazine goes? Like, <laughs> that's true. So and like, also where those do they, little do the magazine? Yeah, the, the like the, the little fighting the battery. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, I would imagine that the guns have chips in them. Oh, true, yeah. To identify exactly whose gun it is at all times and where they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, in, in a society like this. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I have to imagine these are the only people that have weapons. Yeah. Other yeah. than the the vagrants outside. We in see the, the rebels the are obviously armed. Yeah. 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 The, the, okay, they call them sense offenders. Yes. And they say it so fast. Yes. The whole movie, I'm like, we're fighting a bunch of sex offenders. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amber was all, did they say sex <laughs> offenders? Absolutely. You guys I was all, yes, to... and they should be put down immediately on site. You guys have to understand, in 2002, there were no sex offenders no yet. No, no, no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There was um, there that was before me too. That was before yeah. me right too. Right Hashtag away. me too. Um, Kenny, a couple of times you've called him Prescott, and I wish his name was. Oh, Prescott. it's Preston. Yeah. I wish it was Prescott because Preston sounds like that douchey kid in elementary who's very uptight and is just like, no. well, that's Preston. It, exactly. He's like, no, that's not what the that's not what the teacher said. Yeah. No. No, those aren't no. the rules. That's not how we play the yeah. game. 
God, am I Preston? <laughs> Fuck, I'm Preston. My dad plays this game professionally. I know how to play better than you. <laughs> I mean, at least they gave him a really cool, unique My first name. Yes. Made this you know, game. we got it. We got a nice, unique first name. You don't see a lot in movies and stuff. Yeah. You know, just a good no, old. No reason to call him his last name. Good old because there's so John. many people with this name. Good old John. How many? How many Johns can you name in a in a movie? <laughs> like two. Okay, so let's see. That's why Brant and Partridge go by Brant and Partridge because their names are also John. No, isn't his name like uh, Eloy Partridge? He had a no, pretty cool name. I'm just name. kidding. I was just kidding. I'm just saying. I thought they they gave him such a cool, crazy, like not crazy sounding name, but unique name, and then it was just like John Prescott. I, I love that. Eloy. I love that. Like Eloy, almost yeah. everybody else only has one name, though. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they could have just kept calling him Preston and never said John. For sure. sure. Yeah. Um, so William Feichner, William Fitch, Fitchner, whatever you want to, however you want to pronounce his name, he plays Jurgen, who is like a leader of the faction of the people living in the mm-hmm. Nethers. And there's multiple scenes where Christian Bale has already given over his um, facade. Fa- well, no, not his facade, but he's he's no longer doing the Prozac, and he's, oh, yeah. he's yeah. allowing feelings, and he's, he's hiding. hiding his he's he's cried to Beethoven at this yes. point. Yeah. Which can you imagine having never heard any kind of music ever, and then you play fucking Beethoven? Yeah. You, you would break into tears. He, I mean, like, that would be the biggest sense of fence for specifically sure. in that room where yeah. there's so many things that you could like grow yeah. any sort of attachment to. Exactly, Just instantly overwhelmed. <laughs> I love that scene. Full of <laughs> history's collectibles, yeah. That's, you know, that's my favorite scene. I Is love it? that part where he gets to just get that full sense of fence on, just uh, just get down and dirty in it. My There's... my favorite moment is literally when he breaks down after uh, after Mary is gets incinerated. Yeah. yeah, because like I said, it it's such a powerful moment to the point where he's like he forgets where he's at. Yes, you know what I yeah. mean. Um, and then second to that would be when Sean Bean dies. Oh yeah, Sean Bean's assassination is, is fucking sicko mode for sure. Mm-hmm. Like what? he's like, dude, I'm done with this fucking place. You kill me. But I think it's so funny that literally they we have this iconic moment. He kills his partner, and then the next person we see is Brant walk into that yes. same church and be like, "I'm your new partner." Yeah. It's like, did they know this was gonna happen? Like, how prepared well, was Brant, Father? Yeah. Brant drove him. Oh, that's right. Brant did drove, he drove him. him there. Yeah. So when um. When I thought he was leaving, alone when he drove out there. No, when they're leaving the city, he's in the passenger seat, and uh, you can see somebody driving, and you can tell that it's Brent. Uh, it's whenever the the guard is like, yeah, he's been leaving every night. Yeah, it's when he gets the information yeah. that he's been going out there. See, I just thought it was just Christian Bale by himself driving, and then Brent just showed up on the scene, because there's like other cops and stuff, I mm. think, there after that fact. Yeah, because they're obviously investigating yeah. Shawnee B. But yeah. he, he, he drove the him there, man. so I'm assuming he was just waiting in the car. And once they got confirmation that he was a sex offender, they were like, well, now I'm your partner. Yeah. You know, I'm going to make oh, my career on you. I really like I'm gonna, that. I'm going to make my career all over your face. I'm going to make my career all up inside of you. Okay, back to what I was talking about, about William <laughs> Fickner. Uh, there's the parts where Christian Bale is allowing himself to feel, and so he's been going and visiting the the Mary outcast O'Brien. people. Oh, yeah. Well, not even Mario O'Brien. But just even the resistance, but he's, yeah. he's meeting with the resistance leader, Jurgen. La resistance. And there's a couple of parts where they're sitting at like a dining room table in like a wallpaper room with all this shit everywhere. And... There's like two other young people that the camera spends time like showing and it's just like a handsome guy and a and a handsome young woman. And I was just like, who the fuck are they? Do they have any lines and they don't speak? <laughs> and I thought of a funny thing where Jurgen's like, no, you don't understand. You have to kill father. Look at the art that we're able to create now. It's going <laughs> to flourish in this world. And then he's like, look at Mary here. And then Mary shows like a shittily drawn like <laughs> unicorn and she's like and she's like crying and he's like that's brilliant look and, and look at Ed Jurgen Jr. look at what he's doing and then he picks up like a clarinet and sounds fucking terrible they have no standard for what's good anymore yeah. <laughs> they just don't know what art is because they're they're just now learning and Jurgen's like you have to kill father look at this art we, we can- need to save this <laughs> Every time I hear um, father, I think of, um, I never knew my father. Is that 
Is it Anakin? What is I don't know where that's from. No. Great job. I never knew my father. It's from fucking Finding Nemo, you goobers. Oh, is it really from that? the big shark? Yeah, he's like, oh, oh I Bruce. never knew my father. Uh-huh. It's Bruce. <laughs> it's Bruce from fucking Finding Nemo. Daddy wasn't there, dude. Oh, dude, you're Changed boards, my underwear, dude. Your board's too quiet, dude. Oh, my bo- my board is Yeah, quiet, that guy man. says that. The big old, big old Bruce. Friends, fish are friends, not food, my guys. The N word. <laughs> oh, Bruce would say the hell out of that. And it's Nigel because there's that. a lot of Nigels in <laughs> Australia. Um, that pretty much does equilibrium in, oh, right? We're done. I don't know. Tay Diggs died. Oh yeah, Tay Diggs. Diggs gets his fucking face cut off. Yeah, dude, he he pulls a Nick Cage. That was really anticlimactic, right? Yeah, absolutely. Nick Cage, John Travolta. That's my point. Like he's set up as our villain, and it's meant to be like this cool moment where he's just fucking just, you know, like it's like easily easily defeated. But then that doesn't resonate when then all of a sudden the guy that's just been sitting behind a chair the whole time is like, but now you get to fight me. <laughs> like, it's the final boss, the mini boss, right before the final boss. I feel like this mini- movie is was constrained with a budget or something. Yeah, because there could have been so much more lore. There could have been so much more world. De- I think it was set design. Oh, that you know what? Back. And I do. I actually do know something that did have a detrimental effect on this movie, which is something we do have joked about on this, which is uh, fucking Edward Scissorhands Weinstein himself oh. was part of the reason this movie got chopped up the way that it really? was. Yeah, it was was under there. What I'm trying to think of what the the it's the one that Daredevil did, and I can't think of the. The production, the production it's house, Miramax. Miramax. There you go. Mm. Um, but Was this are, Miramax? No, it's it's the it's like under conglomerate. It's another one of theirs. Because there's there's also the Weinstein Corporation, but but this was uh, somehow under their umbrella. Which okay, basically, I believe it. Yeah, he they had something to do with it. Basically, being chopped up, and it was attempting. This was Miramax. It was definitely mm. attempting to be dimension, like like the Matrix. You know what I mean? Okay. And so I bet gotcha. I bet. Po- in post it was te- chopped up to be like no we need to have this kind of yeah we yeah. want we need the gung fu up front you know like we need we need sex appeal you know let's have a lady <laughs> see and that's that's another thing about this movie is that it it uh, when it came out it existed as like a response to the matrix mm-hmm. it looked like the matrix it felt like the matrix it had the score like the matrix like look at look at that yeah, I mean, uh, art. Look yeah. at the art for it. Look how they're dressed. You yes. Know? And I think that that was a detriment at the time. But if anything, it is now like a cult classic. It's mm-hmm. like a hidden gem. It's like, yeah, sure, people wrote it off as a Matrix, you know, junior. Mm-hmm. But this actually has a lot of merit to it. And it's, it has good performances. Mm-hmm. It has, you know, interesting ideas. Even though a lot of the ideas are constantly spoon-fed to you, yeah. it's still a good message that it's, it's you know, highlighting we're, in and, this movie. And we're, they're about as shallow as baby food at times in the sense that, like, we're not really... We don't get to delve deeper exactly yeah. into some of the implications or, like, the deeper meanings of exact. I would have loved a big plot twist being that this society has been so brainwashed to the point that they are only, like... A small little corner of the world, but are convinced the entire they're the only humans oh, left yeah. and are living like this. Like that would have been a, the big revolution. That it's like one of those things that when you go into the quarantine zone or whatever, and there's just it's society out there, yeah. yeah, and it's just normal people living normal lives, and they're like, "Oh, you're the weirdo from the fucking don't feel anything faction." It's like you know? like Fallout, exactly. Yeah, you know, I mean, I would have eaten that shit up, and it would make that side of the story feel deeper. You know, mm-hmm. of like how much they're truly being brainwashed, you know? That's a good call. We are 11, no, 21 years removed from this movie. <laughs> I, I forgot a whole decade in there. Jesus. Um, could this be remade and deepened? Or do you think that if if you want a good, like, kind of giver meets Matrix story, just watch this movie? What do you guys think? Or watch those movies, you know? Yeah, I mean, true. <laughs> I think this movie is good as it is. Uh-huh. Um if you were to remake it, it would be difficult because all the stuff that you would... The movies are ready almost two hours long. Right. And It'd be, if, have to be like a series or something. And yeah, if we're saying that we ran. need to add more to it already, yes, there's probably some stuff you can cut out or rearrange. Yeah. But I think this movie going up to like over two hours might be too long. See... I think if you... But if you make it really artsy, actually, which probably would be the more way to go, then it would probably be fine up to two and a half. Yeah, because 
if you were to create the world interestingly enough to captivate people in a design mm-hmm. way, then yeah. And then you can also cut out one of the double crosses or the double like twists. You can cut out the father twist because yeah. that was unnecessary. absolutely unnecessary. It was almost like the actor who was playing father. He was only he was he only had one day and he mm. could only record in front of that one black you know tarp or whatever Sean uh, Pertwee. Yeah. Um, but I think there's a lot in this movie that can be rearranged or just absolutely changed to then make something a little bit more compelling. But also we're also stuck with the modern sensibilities of movies. Yeah. And- yes. And I think I mean the thing is is that. I think it's kind of a paradox for them to have to pull off because I think having to do characters that show literally no emotion is just too hard and to make engaging at the same time. Like, because exactly this movie kind of makes the point art film, you know, those are the things that invoke emotion. So do they have to make something where those can't exist period? And we have to believe this is a society where those things do not exist period Mm -hmm. is very hard to like actually put screen I, th- I think it's not hard mm. i think it's uninteresting to unless you can pull it off right yeah you know i think this would be um a good like dark comic or like yeah, yeah absolutely. or like, like an it, anime or something you can make it really dark and like you said you can cut out some of the acting mm-hmm. you know where it's just the voice it's a lot easier to make yourself more monotone yeah Yeah, i think a comic medium would be way better because exactly you can just draw someone not showing emotion and saying shit and our brain can fill in the blanks of like oh he's just saying it with no emotion whatsoever versus an actor having to deliver every line like they're a robot reading from a machine you know or like Mm -hmm. your machine just reading lines because like tay Diggs in this movie i was ready for a double double cross where it turns out I'm with you, dude. I haven't been the part where he winks to him in father's office. I thought it was activating like, yeah, I've not been taking my Prozac either. You know what I mean? And I was waiting for that, but it just, it turns out it's just even the part where he just shows saw, up. I got you, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> even the part where he shows up and like Christian Bale sparring. We have that whole like sparring moment together. And he's like, I came to warn you that they're about to attack the nether. It feels like almost like a dude, you, you fucked up and now we have to deal with the even greater implications of what yeah. you caused to protect the people exactly it almost feels like he's a double agent that just turns out to just be a dick yeah you know? I, I i feel like when i was watching it mm-hmm. um i felt like he was constantly just testing him yeah like yeah like trying to confuse him, him and trying to make uh christian bell's character feel like he was just a part of his team you know, and we're supposed to obviously believe that he's a, he him. is inside or you know in on the whole thing, and right. knowing that Christian Bale is this agent they're manipulating mm-hmm. to get into the resistance. But I think it's so funny that exactly Christian Bale breaks down right in front of Equilibrium, crying his eyes out, just in front of all these people, mm-hmm. and then Teddy Diggs shows up and is like, "You're under arrest," and kicks him, and he's like, "I found this man. I brought him to justice." I'm like, "Bro, he kind of just gave himself to you." Dude, you know, I swear to God, this movie <laughs> had two scripts. Yeah. They cut it. They cut two different movies, and then they cut them together. Weinstein style. I believe it. Because there's so many inconsistencies in the idea of what this movie's trying to portray. But I mean, there's still so much in this movie that is entertaining. Entertaining, interesting to watch. Like that's that's my biggest meta about this movie is that it is a movie about unfeeling, no, no pop culture, no culture whatsoever. And yet this movie is only influence and only style and only you know these different ideas mashed into it's like a bunch of raw materials just squished together mm-hmm. into something and be like and here's our thing now <laughs> yeah. and i think it's supposed to be like the human nature trying to get out yeah because i mean the, the, yeah Jurgen, for sure jurgen makes that point he's like if we can just disrupt everyone being able to take their dose for one day, yeah. human nature will take its course. Everybody yes. will start feeling and nobody will want to keep doing this shit this, anymore. You this know? movie takes course over the, of like three, four days. It's a yeah. short like, time frame. Yeah. Yeah. Like at the beginning of the film, you see Christian Bell's character take one, maybe two doses. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it's like the next morning he doesn't take a dose and then he skips the next one. He, yeah. he drops it and steps on it. Right. Yeah. And then, the next day, when it's already been 24 hours, you can see a huge difference. Yeah. You know, that's when he finds the room. And he doesn't... You know, oh, he sees does, the dogs. He does an excellent job at pretending like he doesn't have emotions. Flipping mm-hmm. back and forth, yeah. And it's because 
he's essentially been trained to like calm himself. Yeah. Except when you he's know. running through crowds, just knocking over like eight people at a time or something. <laughs> <laughs> I love he just tackles like four guys in that mm-hmm. scene and they're just like completely fall over his and like, well, he's just sprinting through a crowd. And I guess we're meant to think that that's like, they're like that almost like those people like truly the most pro out, you know, yeah. they just don't care. They're like, oh, that, well, that happened to me. All right, moving on with my day. Dude, his son is like the secret, like, Triple agent. The quadruple Mm -hmm. trip. (laughs) Twist. And he's not been taking his Prozac since his mother was incinerated. And he's the one who told on his mother. Uh, his his son? Yes, his son's the one who told on him. Yeah, that they he talks about it at the beginning. Okay. Well, it feels like that opening scene where he's like, Hey, I I saw my friend Billy do this thing. Should I report him or whatever? Mm -hmm. And Christian Bale's like, unquestionably. I felt like that was it. Now looking back on it, it's like, oh, his son is like testing. Like, are you still equilibrium yeah. out or you, you dosing dead? Yeah. <laughs> and that's why he's constantly questioning him and and constantly asking him, like looking. Yeah. Well, his uh, favorite line is, "What are you doing?" <laughs> yes. He says it like eight times in this movie. <laughs> that scared me. <laughs> yeah, he's scared. He he does the best performance of being an emotionless, awesome. like yeah, scary person. The kid kills it. Okay. What, else, what else is this kid in? Matthew Harbour. It probably fucked him up when his mother, they actually killed his mother. He was like, oh, fuck, I didn't think they were going to do that. I know, right? Not He's, anything in a while. Yeah, it, it, Somehow, that happens a lot with these younger actors. Is like they, They're in movies and then they kind of have to stop because... Uh, no, it ruins them. Yeah. Um, he well, was in Equilibrium, age, you know? Two Summers, The Velveteen Rabbit, yeah, he's not. <laughs> oh, look, he was in a movie called World War Three. He was in uh, the Witness Files. Oh, it's not even cold. Why is it called <laughs> WW Three? And then the, the, winds the poster, of terror. The poster says, "Winds of terror." Terrorists release a deadly biological warfare virus in the United States. One tough bastard, dude. Dude, one tough bastard. The prequel. Oh, look, it has <laughs> Terry O'Quinn in it. That's cool. Um, what were you saying, Paul? Do you mean? Sorry, I um, lost my equilibrium for a second. I'm a little dizzy. No idea. <laughs> You're. A, I, I took you a thousand miles away. <laughs> <laughs> um, Kurt Weimer, yeah, he did the most recent Children of the Corn, but uh, he does a stylized movie pretty well. Yeah. I, and then Ultraviolet, I'm pretty sure, has poor ratings. Equilibrium has a seven point something on IMDb. Which is not bad. 7.3. Nice. It's respectable. It, Ultraviolet has a 4.3, and that's extra stylized well that's completely uh someone else's fault (laughs) kurt did great yeah true um i'm just oh aeon flux i get that one mixed up. i get those two mixed up too ultraviolet and aeon flux maybe aeon that's what i was thinking of maybe aeon flux that's charlie's theron maybe aeon flux has the mtv cartoon (laughs) now we'll never know yeah now we'll never know and let's keep it that way if you're an aeon flux fan sorry it is it is aeon flux it is aeon flux okay yeah whoops (laughs) same shit look at them let me look at those next to each other fuck i don't know go up they probably do they probably both do yeah realistically they're not that similar but they're not that different either you know yeah. What did that, 2006, 2005? See, Ultraviolet seems more like... Um, Underworld. Well, yeah, Underworld, but uh, what am I trying to say? Um, Ghost in the Shell. Oh, I don't know what either of these things are about. Yeah, Aeon Flux um, is, is the one you're talking about, you are thinking of before. Yeah, you're probably right. No, I am. <laughs> I'm right. You're probably right. Uh, any, any last re- remarks on Equilibrium? It's pre-Batman. It's pre-Batman. It's pre-Batman, guys. So this is what Christian Bale was up to pre-Batman. I mean, by a good chunk no, of years. No, this is what Bruce Wayne was up to. <laughs> Just working on killing that accent so that he can uh, really kill it as Bruce Wayne. The father was actually Ra's al Ghul. Yes, that's right. And so that's how he completed his training. Yeah, it turns out these clerics, they're actually members of the, Shadow, of the League of Shadows. Yeah, and then... Um, Later on, you know, he leaves, mm-hmm. and then they put Ra's al Ghul in the Lazarus pit. He comes and back he to comes life. He's Liam Neeson. Liam He's Mason. like, I have a particular set of yeah. skills. Yeah, exactly. Because when you go into the Lazarus pit, you lose a part of yourself. You lose a part of yourself, yeah. yeah. So he lost- It's um, called Taken. It, yeah. They Taken it. It's, Liam Neeson. Yeah, yeah Liam and Neeson so, Taken it. And so when you come back, because it's been Taken, mm-hmm. 
You look a little bit like Liam Neeson. You, you look. You come back with a certain set of skills. Yeah. And by a little bit, you look exactly like Liam Neeson. It's, it's eerie. I really like that. Uh, I give Equilibrium eight out of eight. I, I, I think I think you have to be a gun fool not to love this movie. So I give it three pros. What'd you say? I said I give it three Prozac a day. I said oh, you better shit. not. You better not. You give it wow. three out of three Prozac. So you didn't feel Scorpion anything for this movie. Rise of a war. The N word. Oh hey, uh, <laughs> thank you guys for showing up, coming out to our live performance today. Hey, can you say um, something real quick? No. The N word. Oh. Uh, yeah, just uh, be careful getting out to your vehicles tonight um, and exiting the parking lot. Uh, throw away your trash. Thanks, thank concession. And you, if you look over to the left, you will see the Alamo. There's actually a uh, accident Never on the highway, it. so be sure to take a different route. Here in San Antonio, Texas, we remember the Alamo. Um, I don't know Never what we forget. remember about it. Never forget. But um, I remember that it's there. Wow. And you should remember it's there, too. Wow. Um, remember how we uh, Never forget. stole this land from the Mexicans, I guess? Um, you can't say that. Sorry. This is the jumping Mexican spider or whatever. Remember how we stole this land from the Native Americans? Um, Good times. Good times. Not my ancestors, but still my ancestors. Um, I love you guys. Have a good night. Uh, Like and subscribe to us on Instagram. Uh, Keep fucking that chicken. And And follow my new OnlyFans. It's got pictures of my gunpla. I have to cut that. And... Kenny's feet. He doesn't know I took the photos, but I have definitely taken the photos. All right, well, all this is getting cut, so. Please subscribe. I need money. It's hard to cut stuff when there's feet. Bye, guys. Bye. I got news for you. Cheeseburger. Young, young, full of cum. All right. All right. All right. Hey. All right, all right, all right. Too many noises. Got to talk to my daughter through books.